Hello, this is uh, Thinking Football with Federico Moraes. Uh, this is obviously our first ever podcast. Um, it's a new project uh, of mine, something I want to start and, um, and promote throughout you know, the following and upcoming months. The objective is obviously to bring the uh, discussion of the football game, the game itself, um, much more than that has been discussed in other podcasts, but I felt and I struggled to find a podcast about the game, about the tactical side of the game, about what happens in the game, the coaching perspective of how to affect the game, how to change things, um, how other you know professional coaches are trying to affect it and change it and um, that's that's basically the intentions of, of, of Thinking Football podcast possibly bringing in um, new ideas different coaches invite people that are um, in and, uh, and around uh, the game uh, speak to them about you know current uh, trends of the game things they, they, they are thinking about things they they feel the game should um, should progress, um, but for now we're going to keep a, a very simple, a very simple two, two point um, two point organization of the whole podcast. Um, we'll call the first part a tactical reflection. Um, so this can be a thought of, of of something I've I've came across, of something I I I think about. Um, and the second one will be the comment of a, on a match. Um, that can be a pre-match uh, analysis. That can be a post-match analysis. Something that people can relate to. People can, um, you know, listen to to the podcast and then try and um, and pick some um, some patterns and some and some things I've seen. And if they can, you know, move on and and, and try and see more more of. Um, you know of that of what's happening in a game because so much is happening and we can only see so so little um although we we, we as coaches think you know oh, i'm standing on the sideline but i can see everything i can affect everything which is absolutely not true that's why at the top level we have you know a multidisciplinary approach in the sense of a scouting department has six to eight people um, the analysis, you know, department has four to five individuals, the coaching staff, and 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 and, uh, and furthermore. So the, my point is, um, if you have someone that can discuss that with you, they can, uh, you know, give you some ideas, give you some clues of what needs to be done, what needs to be seen, um, and obviously a, a very. Um, a very uh, healthy discussion on social media, on the website, um, Twitter, all that. So that that would always I'll always help. Um, just before we get into it, um, my Twitter account is uh, Morais Federico. So that is M O R A I S, and then F R E D E R I C O. Um, so obviously it's at Morais Federico, but I'll 
uh, I'll, I'll, I'll um, just stay on the description um, so you can just copy and, and then search it on Twitter really um, so let's get into it um, the tactical refresh like reflection of this podcast comes straight away from uh, from an in from a, a match uh, I took part in one um, at the under 16s level where we played a team that was very um, had a, a huge um, Spanish influence um, and um, and obviously that you could feel although this was you know in the UK uh, this was a, a one club um, his, the influence that that coach had was visible in the way the team performed um, these were kids that knew uh, you know what position play is clearly um, the, the training process and the tra- training environment surra- you know is is this surrounded by positional play um, and I could actually see that um, on the pitch uh, our boys felt it was very hard to to um, to play against that uh, especially in the first half um where we couldn't not that we couldn't but we we didn't um we didn't adjust what what the you know what the problems that we were facing um and to be fair that's that this was one of probably the first team this season that gave us that kind of um, problems in the sense of playing out from the back but with a clean ball to that so that meaning you know the ball doesn't bubble that the, the Regardless of the pressure you put on, um, it seemed that they could always that they could always get out of it. But obviously, that mean that that was just because the pressure wasn't applied um, well enough. Um, but my reflection comes to the way you play against those teams. Um, so if you're playing against a team that is hugely successful in possession. They can they can visit different parts of the pitch. They can do whatever they want in position. You you have one choice. You have you know you can spend a whole match um, thinking about the defensive process or thinking when you're um, in defensive organization and prevent the opponent from scoring, which can happen. Um, we've seen even at the top level. So many teams do that um, successfully, with no kind of objective of scoring, just not conceding, um, and, um, and and they've been successful. But then again, it's a huge risk. It's a huge risk in the in, in the sense, if you do concede, then the player's mindset is not the right one. Because if you pre- if you prepare the whole week or the three or four days before the game for that you know defensive side of the game but you don't focus on what we're going to do in possession or what we're going to do when we we go into offensive transition then we're we're um we're in trouble um and i think and i've been i've been saying that and thinking that the best way to play teams like barcelona um like spain yeah national side is to actually you know, give them the, their own um, poison. So that means having the ball, having the courage to to nick the ball away from them, 
and play it just for the sake of you're not dominating the game, you're not in control of the game, we are. Or we also have that intention of dominating. Um, and people and, and some people think, some coaches think, you know, just because I have possession or I've, I've just spent one or two minutes trying to regain possession, I've just re I just won it, I need to go straight away forwards. I need to go forwards, one, two passes, this counter-attack. Um, but the issue is, and it, it, although it does seem to make sense in the, in the, in the theoretical side of, of, of it, the thing is, it doesn't, because you've been running, you've been trying to, you know, um, search for the ball, trying to find the ball, and you finally did, but by that time, you've already ran a lot. You've, you've emotionally, mentally, and physically, obviously, you're, because there's no duality in that kind of mind and body, um, you are tired. You are momentarily out of, you know, the right mindset to go, let's attack. Um, so that's the time where, you know, you need to take the ball out of pressure, take it somewhere else, let's start again, let's keep it for a little bit. Um, now, the issue is how teams defend. Uh, do we defend um, like Van Gaal tried to do against Arsenal last week? Do we actually follow players? Do Are we that good defensively that we can follow players and we're going to get there before they do? Because man marking is his um, uh, outdated, in my point of view, especially man marking the whole pitch. Um, it doesn't make any sense anymore. Um, but he tried, and we've seen uh, Atletico Bilbao do that under under Marcelo Bielsa. Um, but but the intention was to prevent players from receiving the ball. But then again, it got to a point, and and, and trying to get you know, uh, trying to find points in common between that game between Arsenal and um, yeah, not Arsenal, sorry, uh, between Liverpool and Man United, um, where he tried you know the back forward were coming off shape really to follow players and to prevent them from receiving the ball. Um, the issue will be when we recover possession. Are we in a position or are we in a shape to to, to play? Um, do we have players in support? So if this if this like a quick a quick example, if the centre back comes in to press the striker, so he comes off his back line and leaves that massive gap there, he actually even if he does recover possession, we then don't have or we shouldn't have players in support. You shouldn't have players to recycle the ball and start again. I don't like to use the word recycle because, um, because when you think about recycling, it, it seems that the, you know, you, you you always lose something. Um, if you look at recycling, recycled paper, you know, it's never as white as a as a as a, a brand new you know um, paper. So it's a little bit yellowish. It's not it's not as good. So whenever, uh, you know, in the, in the next you know for, for the future whenever i say start again that means recycling um in the kind of british um expression 
but but the intention is for me to prove my point is we we're not recycling we are actually starting again we want to clean we want a clean slate so we we recovered position and start again in the sense let's create a new um a new opportunity to to, to score um and that happened yesterday with the under 16s um we had a, a hard time recovering it but when we did they just drove and that's that's um that's a pattern i've seen in many teams which is you're so you know you don't have enough cognitive space to think about what you've done so you just get it and you just run with it um and uh and that that's not that's precisely not not what what needed to be done um you need to recover possession and make sure you're giving them what they're not used to which is moving the ball around forcing them well so forcing the opponent to uh run forcing the opponent to defend forcing the opponent to get out of position to you know to 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 lose their own pressing and covering system um move players about so then you can find that space and then the opposite happens so in your because you're you're going to lose position eventually anyway so when you lose possession their players are off shape their players recover position and they don't you know they don't have the same um the same um support system as they would have if they were in possession um so they'll have they'll they'll have to play the ball in a way where they can be easily pressed because they're out of shape the um the guidelines they usually have because there's a shape because there's a format for the team to play won't be there so players i've changed have player have moved um and that's where you that's where you go in and and your off defensive transition needs to be so so strong and so intense because they're off shape you just press them because you're eventually going to win the ball um However, this is not this is not easy. It's not easy to be done, especially with boys, you know, that are just getting to their kind of um, maturity within, you know, within the um, the academy phase and the academy process. Boys are now getting, you know, getting scholarships and making that step into um, into um, a new step, you know, a new a new phase in their careers. On um, on that note, um, on to the com obviously this is uh, this is something for you to comment on. Um, what do you think? Um, do you think we? You know, do you think players are actually physically and mentally able to recover the ball and just counter attack, just dribble it, especially when teams are very good now on in possession, having that balance having that uh, you know awareness that we're going to lose the ball eventually we need to make sure we're in a shape even when you're in possession we need to be in a shape that if we lose possession we're still with we're here we're here to press we're here to cover it's all good don't don't worry if we lose possession because we're in a shape to to recover it um and that's that'll be interesting to see um arsenal and um and barcelona and see what they try to do um, but we'll move on to that to the on the next on the next point. On um, the comment of the match, obviously there's a, there's um, Bayern Munich and Juventus uh, this evening. 
um, in Germany and a Barcelona Arsenal at the Camp Nou in, in Barcelona. Um, obviously, Bayern Munich and Juventus drew two all uh, in the first leg um, away at, um, at, at Juventus. Um, a game that uh, was what we expected, to be fair, in the sense of you expected Bayern to score. You, you you know you know how powerful they are in possession, how aggressive their tr defensive transition is, and um, and you knew they would score. It was a shock that they scored twice before Juventus even did anything. Uh, but then again, there was a pattern, uh, as we just discussed. There was a pattern with the, between the first half and the second half. They felt like they needed to adapt. Uh, and the second half, they 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 actually did, um, but they were a bit, uh, they were a bit, um, you know, uh, not uh, not unprepared, because you're never unprepared. A team like Juventus and a, and a coach like Max Allegri, you're prepared. Um, you're just, it's like, uh, you know, if when you're facing a very good team, it seems that everything you coach and you know, everything you you work on doesn't came doesn't come straight out um but it it was interesting to see that the second half clearly adjustments were made during half were half time more of a mental and more of a you know motivational approach because when they came back from the second half Juventus just had the ball more than they than they had in the first half and that's when they punished um Bayern Munich so with a two all uh, score they don't need, they don't need to necessarily score um, a lot of goals. They only need to score one, um, because if they score, um, they have the away advantage, so they they'll be through. Um, the Ribery has been coming back. He played. Um, he played. Um, he started on um, on Sunday. I think it was. Uh, against Werder Bremen, he played a whole match, played 90 minutes, so he should be nice and fresh uh, for today's encounter. Uh, obviously, he is he is di he is different from anyone else. Um, Douglas Costa and Robin played wing um, in um, in, uh, in 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 Torino, um, but I'd imagine Ribery to start this game. Especially because uh, apparently Robin has been have has has had some issues um, in terms of in terms of um, of injuries. Um, I'd expect the same. I'd expect the you know people now are saying the WM and and um, and the formation where the um, their left back and right back. Um, so Philip Lamb and, and and Bernat on the first leg. Well, let's see what happens today. Uh, but those two um, playing um, playing in the middle, coming in the middle, coming in central areas to to receive the ball. So to play as a as a centre mid, um, and obviously Müller pulls up and and and, and, and plays as a two. Um, with Lewandowski up up front, 
giving Thiago and Vidal that kind of midfield role of creating and, and, and finding and finding passes with Robin and Douglas or Robin and Ribery or Douglas and Ribery the wings occupied by those two players um, and it's a very interesting uh, dynamics a very interesting way of seeing that you know not all fullbacks need to overlap uh, they can on, they can also underlap um, and Bayern Munich have changed in that way um, not just because the way the, the way they attack but also because of the way they defend be, especially because those two players so uh, left back and right back are already in a position where they don't need to make a huge run back um, they are actually already there where they usually lose position um, so if you know if the if the winger has the ball there is a great chance of losing the ball because we 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 have the sideline as a as an opponent really because you can only go you know if you receive the ball that way you can only go you can only go three ways which is forwards into the middle or backwards um it's not a 360 option so um so you're limited in terms of options you're limited and um and it's it's interesting interesting to see um, that they are in a in a you know in a support position uh they're giving they they're giving support to the ball but at the same time they are ready to make that invading run and penetrate that uh, back line of of the opponent um they nearly scored on one of the first few minutes i think it was the third minute or second minute of the game in Torino with that dynamic with that little pattern um, but it'll be interesting to see what happens now um, how will Juventus adapt to that movement um, will Kadira be in will Marquise won't be in tonight um, who will play as centre mid Kadira and Pogba will Pogba be given those defensive we don't know. Um, Hernandez should be the one coming in. He came on. Um, he came on um, for Marquisio during the first leg, um, or possibly Storaro. Let's see. Let's see what 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 uh, Allegri does. Um, but obviously, with the with very offensive players like Cuadrado, like Pogba, uh, who played left back, who played left wing, not really left wing, but. Uh, left centre mid, um, he, he, but he kept central areas, giving Evra that kind of runs. It'll be interesting to see if they go three at the back, for example. That can also be an option, leaving Evra and Liechtenstein as wing backs, um, and then having three players in the middle, and possibly two up front. Um, let's see. Let's see what happens. Um, obviously, the chances are huge, huge, hugely in favor of of Bayern Munich. They're playing at home. Uh, Allianz Arena is, you know, is a great um, is a great environment to be in, um, especially when you need the win. It is, it is what you, it is what you expect. On the other ma on the other match, uh, obviously Barcelona play Arsenal at the Camp Nou. With a two nil advantage, uh, Van Gaer said they had ninety percent a chance to go through. 
um, leaving that 10% just for that motivational thing of, you know, we're not dead yet. Um, but it will be very hard. It will be very hard. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Luis Enrique brought players in that are not starters. And uh, it's very hard to say this because in uh, you know in uh, in Barcelona the rotation is has been so well done that you can never you can never say that. Um, but then again, there is a there is a uh, he he made a rotation during the the weekend that made a lot of sense he kept um he kept um Busquets out Busquets was wasn't even on the bench um and Suarez was on the bench um this means that probably um Busquets and Rakitic should come in um because uh, Sergio Roberto played Turan played obviously Turan has that um you know Champions League um limitation um so does Alex Vidal so I'd imagine um I'd imagine um uh, Danny Alves to come back in um the, the first leg they played obviously the the four four three we're we're used to, or you know four four two some say, um, but Daniel Alves, PK, Mascherano, and Jordi Alba at the back, which seems to be not the best back four, um, because I think with with time Daniel Alves has been dipping in uh, in performance, he's admitted to that um, already. Um, and Alex Vidal is clearly the best right back, uh, but he has that limitation of you know not playing. So from the team on the on the weekend, we should have one, two, three, four, five changes. So in eleven players, we should have five changes. That that means Mascherano in for Matthew, Daniel Alves in for Alex Vidal, Busquets for Sergio Roberto, Rakitic for Turan, and Suarez for Munir. So the impact um, these five players will have will be great because they need that mentality of this is not this it hasn't we haven't won this um, already and these five players especially Suarez that didn't play in the weekend that will be fresh that want to win will want to score that had a whole week of rest um, same with Busquets that will bring intensity to the game. That that would bring will, um, and coaches sometimes commit that mistake. You know, taking risks is hard, and they usually play the best eleven. But time has proven, especially with teams like Barcelona that play, you know, um, the league, play Champions League, um, play the Copa, so play the Cup. They need to rotate. They need players that are mentally willing to go for the game to go you know we're 2-0 up doesn't matter I didn't play in the weekend I want to show that I should have played I want to show that I'm the best right back or I'm the left best left back or whatever um, so I think Arsenal have a very very tough game um, I wouldn't I wouldn't expect a, a huge scoreline um, but then again that can happen if Arsenal do lose their heads 
um, you know, if they concede one and they think, you know, oh, this is all, this is all done, um, which is which is true. So if if Barcelona do score, Arsenal will need to score four goals to go to go through, and that is um, or three to go over time. Um, and that is. That is no three. Pardon. If they score, so if Barcelona score, they only need to score three, um, to win it, because they they'd have the three goal away and they'd have that advantage. But it's very hard, uh, to score three goals, uh, at the Camp Nou to this Barcelona, which on the you know last five games have five wins, uh, you know Camp Nou will be packed. This is a, this is a very hard game for Arsenal. On that note, um, I think Arsenal have nothing to lose, and in that sense, um, it'll be a great test to see what Arsenal do. Will they want possession? Will they have possession? If there are any teams in England, especially, uh, that want to have that fight, that want to have possession, keep it and move it and play different areas of the pitch just to pro provoke the the opponent, that's Arsenal. Um, Man City played. Uh, by Munich a few years ago, and this, and they couldn't have the ball. Bayern just played around and around and around them, as they wish. They're, 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 you know, so if you go on, on YouTube and you, you type that up, there's videos of, you know, of, of a Benny Hill, um, background music, of just in, insane passing patterns, insane movements on the ball and off the ball, uh, and City were just looking at it really, um, and they didn't try to counter that with having the ball and trying th that themselves uh, but Arsenal uh, can do that uh, it'll be interesting to see how Ozil does um, it needs to be he needs to be the leader in that sense we need to have the ball I'll, I want to have the ball can I you know will he be allowed to play as a number 10 um, you know asking for the ball in that area of the pitch that'll be the question Will be will he be wide? As sometimes he ends up being, um, which I don't think should be the best option. Um, so that will be that will be very interesting to see what happens uh, tonight. It's one of those that you you know I'll have to. I don't even know how I'm going to do this, but I'll I'll have to find a way to put. Um, to put uh, the two games on uh, split screen or uh, whatever, I find that option. Obviously, they'll have. I'll put some. Uh, I'll put some uh, updates on Twitter. So follow that on Twitter. Get into the discussion. Um, I'm gonna put some um, some print screens up. Obviously, uh, you know, uh, pictures say what they say. It's just a split second. With the picture, you can you can do whatever you want. You can you can say whatever you want, and as Mourinho would say, you know the pundits are never wrong. Um, it's always easy to to be a pundit. It's always easy to see what other people are doing. And go, oh, he should have done this, should have done that. Um, but I don't take that approach. I try to spell. I try to spot what teams do really well, or do really differently from everyone else, um, or how things should actually be done. And I agree, things should be done that way. Um, so I then try to prove that point by taking a picture of a top level example, or in a very rare occasion, but that can happen and has happened in the past. 
um, the op- the opposite of this is an incredible mistake, even at the top, you know, especially at the top level, and that has to be captured in a, in a split second. Um, but that's it. That's just to promote discussion, promote thinking about it, and um, and hopefully you know we keep we keep rotating that kind of thought and kind of input of Barcelona and uh, Bayern Munich, Arsenal and Juventus. Uh, interesting times, exciting times. Champions League is now getting to a to the uh, to the end. It'll be interesting to see who goes through. My bets, and this is you know this is obviously uh, a great a, a great um, you know fan kind of um, proposition. Uh, but my bet will be obviously Bayern Munich. Because they're at home, because they need to win, because they want to win, and Barcelona, because they're ready to go for the game. The mentality that Luis Enrique brought to the team is mad, is madness. Is winning at all costs, in the sense of we're Barcelona, we need to win. Every game is an ability, you know, is a moment for them to win. They have five players coming in from the weekend. That's more um, than fifty percent of the team. They'll be sharp. They'll be intense. They'll want to score, um, and it'll be a very, very, very hard game for Arsenal. Um, so I'd put my two cents on those on those two teams. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Obviously, um, tell us your thoughts. Um, see what um, see what we you know what we progress from here. What we do from here. Football is a very interesting sport to be discussed, to be reflected on. Uh, I hope this helped. Uh, you know, you think about when you play a team that is so comfortable in possession. What is the best way to, to to play against that? Is it to you know give them their own poison and keep the ball and have the ball and force them to go? You know what? We, need, we also need to press. We also need to work hard and and um, and force them to get tired in that sense of. You know, you know, you're used to having the ball, but now in this game, we're going to take it away from you. Or if you actually think the best option is just to counter-attack and be lucky, get lucky, score one, and then see what happens from there. Or if you don't score, how will you, how frustrated will your players be? Because they'll have the ball for, you know, 15 seconds, 20 seconds, and they keep it keeps breaking down. How does the frustration come in? How, you know, how do they react to that? Just have a think about that and um, try to learn as much as you can from uh, from tonight's tonight's matches. Obviously, always available on, on online, thinkingfootball.net and uh, and on Twitter. Um, you can follow you can follow me at Tim Rice Federico. I'll give all the details on the description. It was great to have these few minutes with you. It's now on 35 minutes, but it's great to have uh, to have this conversation with you. And I hope it was productive for you as it was as it was for me. Thank you.